welcome to Friends at Dusk, a Christopher Nolan filmography podcast. I'm your co-host, Marshall Doig. And I'm your other co-host, Jake Harris. And tonight is a special emergency episode because we are talking all about the second trailer for Oppenheimer that just dropped this past week. But the synergy is already there. This is a national emergency. First line of the trailer. So (laughs) we are on the right vibe. We're good to go. We're probably later than other uh, podcasts or reaction people. Uh, so I don't know how far, if not, you know, 18 months advancement, like the way the, the Germans have for uh, building the bomb. But we'll see. <laughs> Relative. Yeah, it's uh, it's about the same equivalent. So that's OK. We don't do this for the clicks and the and the listens and the downloads. It's it's nice, but we just like talking about it. So, yeah. Like I said before on the last trailer reaction we did where we were separate, this isn't really my thing or a thing I really tend to do. I'll talk about a trailer. I like a good trailer, but I sort of inherently uh, react against just doing it as a matter of course. But like I said before, this is kind of what we've decided to do demands it. We're going to do the thing and I'm happy to do that to provide content for you, the listener. Yes. We do this for you, basically. So thank you uh, for keeping us in your ears. Um, and yeah, and there's also a lot more. Um, I just think there's going to be a lot more news and PR and publicity stuff happening now until the release of this movie. There's some more interviews. There was an Entertainment Weekly interview with both Nolan and Killian Murphy, um, where Nolan said that he loves Killian Murphy's cra- quote crazy eyes. <laughs> Uh, that he's like yeah. he saw on a poster <laughs> for 28 days later uh way back in the day and then that was what drew him to him initially um and there was uh the ap thing last week that we talked about and then there's uh i think you told me he was on the killian murphy was on the cover of uh rolling stone and what some countries the, the uk stone. uk okay yeah, so we're it, it's hap- it's all happening. We're getting more and more news. Uh, this is probably going to be the last trailer until the movie comes out. But yeah, everything's lining so? up. Yeah. We're getting some more, getting a lot more uh, news as we get closer. So yeah, we're right on the doorstep. The time is coming. The clock is ticking. The countdown is happening. Mm-hmm. And speaking of which, if you want to just dive right into it, Jake, you got your countdown in this trailer. How are you feeling? I about did that? finally. I love it. Finally, we got the the even from the beginning, uh, and then in the end with the countdown from launch and everything. Just uh, with great. the it's Killian what, Murphy crazy eyes. Yes, and looking like he's just full of absolute anguish and regret. It's great with a slow fade in. I'm like looking at each frame kind of individually with the fade on his face into the bomb erupting. Uh, yeah, good, great, good stuff. Good stuff. Good metaphor um, for how it kind of engulfs him from that moment yes. on yes. the rest of his life. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. And then, you know, a bunch of time, get the ticking type sounds and the music. And mm-hmm. uh, the first time I watched this, I didn't watch it with headphones on, but it was really apparent now that I had headphones on when I watched the second time with the ticking and the just. The sound design in the first couple seconds of this is fantastic. I can't wait to hear this on huge speakers in an IMAX theater. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be, given my recent interstellar IMAX experience, it's going to be very loud, (laughs) without a doubt, and impressive. 
I guess since we started at the end, I, I did that because the countdown is at the end of the trailer. <laughs> Speaking of you know, Oppenheimer looking haunted, that's that's the point kind of it, the the trailer starts out. It's kind of a rah rah America. We got to build the bomb. We got to do this thing, and then I was kind of thinking, oh, so it's gonna we're presenting it as this kind of conventional thing, but it does turn at the end in the last maybe third of the trailer where it's yeah. Uh, yeah, it goes to, oh, we're contemplating the means for destruction. Very interesting. So yeah, that's kind of that the was, feel of it. That was the first thing I noticed, too. And that was one of the, the first things that I told you right after we, we saw it a couple days ago was I because I, I saw a lot of YouTube comments and there has been some Twitter talk. Uh, I wouldn't go so far as to call it an outright discourse uh, yet for it. But there was a lot of talk about, oh, is this just going to glorify the maker of the atomic bomb? Because obviously we've been, you know, we're reading the book where we've been, you know, reading everything that Nolan has said about it. So we know that the tone that this is probably going to take. But for the average Joe out there who just knows that, oh, Nolan is making a movie about the maker of the atomic bomb. Uh, I don't know if they, they fully grasp just how anguished and how tortured uh, Oppenheimer was about his creation towards the end of his life. Um, and so I saw a lot of comments about how it is just glorifying it. And then some comments were saying like, I wonder how this is going to play in places like Japan and Germany uh, and other countries. Um, and like, yeah, it probably will not play very well, but I think the, the movie is going to be much more introspective and much more, uh, damning of America than this trailer is letting on. Like you've got shots of Oppenheimer in a field with flags, um, a gym yeah. full of people on what I assume is VJ Day cheering. Once they, I, I think they're hearing a radio broadcast or something. I could be totally wrong, but um, so that is interspersed with like some really heroic sounding music. Uh, yeah, and even so, Oppenheimer himself waving in front of the flag triumphantly. <laughs> Yeah, and so I, I think that that's probably just marketing, uh, I would hope. Um, but I do think the whole actual movie is really going to be much more concerned with the back part of this trailer, which is the hearings and the, the, the way that he felt about it. I think so, his, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I did note that it's kind of, um, it's definitely, of course, going for the epic tone maybe trying to give us a sense of the stakes, especially with the uh, Kenneth Branagh is playing a character. It doesn't say on IMDb who exactly he's playing, but clearly some kind yeah, of I was wondering. scientific colleague, but he says, you're the man who gave them the power to destroy themselves. And so, you know, not just a sense of the stakes in a film sense, but in our lived reality today, because the Nolan variations touches on that uh, with the discussion of Tenet. I mentioned this during the last trailer mm -hmm. reaction about, we have yeah. the knowledge to destroy ourselves it sucks it's not fun but we can't put it back in the box and to expand on what i said last time talking about that is um i think i don't think the movie's going to necessarily be an out and out like you know destroy all nukes now get rid of them no. campaign but i do think what it's going to do in nolan fashion it might present that question to the audience and say so this is what the situation is how do you cope with that what you know how are you dealing with that how do you feel about that because it's something maybe we let fade to the background of our lives and it, it coupled with that how do you what do you think how how are you going to deal with that knowledge how, how would you deal with it it's 
showing like, here's what the creator of the whole thing thought. And when the response to that person coming out against this is that he was silenced and, uh, and, and shunned what, what kind of, (laughs) what kind of world do you want to live in or what kind of world do we live in? What do you think about that? Uh, I really think it's probably, you know, I don't think it would be a Nolan movie if it wasn't going to leave the audience with the questions instead of determining the answers for us, because we've seen time and time again with, with Nolan's films, that's not what he does. So, right. Yeah. It's really going to lean into that, I think. Yeah. And so now we, we finally get uh, a little bit more dialogue from, let's see who else in this Josh Peck. Um, yeah. We've got some more stuff uh, from Killian Murphy about how he knows the Nazis are going to um, be building a bomb. Uh, more from Matt Damon. Lots from Matt, Matt Damon. Yeah, a lot from Matt. Some some scenery chewing, really, from Matt. I was going to say maybe a little uh, bit of maybe a little bit of ham as, for, as, for Matt Damon. Yeah, as General Leslie Groves Jr. Um, the most important thing in the history of the world. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it almost feels like the the scene where he's proposing the company town to build this uh, and then wanting to figure out where they can go get scientists. It almost looks like a if you mixed a different score in with it, it's almost like a let's go get the band back together type scene. Let's yeah, go recruit some scientists. Yeah. And that, that was kind of... Well, it could be Asteroid City. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Recruiting some scientists... Uh, it just to go to space camp, not build, you know, the worst thing that the world has ever seen. Um, so I don't know how humorous this movie is going to be, but, uh, you know, he's got, uh, it's going to be some jokes. We got our, yeah, got the exchange of if there's a, if we do this, is there a chance we destroy the world? And Murphy's Oppenheimer says, chances are near zero. And the reaction from Matt Damon is like, what? Near zero? Yeah. What do you want from theory? Well, zero. <laughs> so that and speaking of that, that exchange kind of nails Oppenheimer's persona based on all the reading thus far that I've got. Maybe not, maybe not a flippant attitude, but with with the looks that Killian Murphy's giving us, the the realness and the the attitude and saying something. Uh, I think at one point, like I can perform this miracle but also kind of just being realistic and kind of forward and blunt about some of the things that's, uh, you know, he's uh, yeah, brilliant. Uh, and as I think, I think the character is uh, uh, Isaac Robbie, who is one of his best friends uh, at one point says, you, you, you're a brilliant theorist, but you can't necessarily think your way all the way to this solving this problem. So uh, I think we've got a good essence here <laughs> talking about essence in a, in a movie about nukes. Haha. <laughs> uh, Kubrick. Um, but yeah, like just killing Murphy so much here, uh, so much more than we've gotten before here and what we've gotten relatively little, I think is still proving this is, uh, I think he's really captured the character here with what we've been able to see so far. So I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Um, speaking of Robbie, is that David Krumholtz? It is. I have a, I, I just pulled it up is. the cast list and I didn't, I wasn't sure. Oh yeah, it is. Wow. Definitely uh, is. Good. He's a, yeah. 
always good to see him pop up here. I'm excited yeah. for that character too, because uh, Robbie in the in the book uh, is is great. And actually, in that scene, I didn't I didn't freeze frame this. I don't do that. I was just scrubbing through to look at some dialogue, and when I stopped it there to double check what he was saying to Oppenheimer, uh, Oppenheimer was wearing an army uniform. And I've gotten uh, sorry for spoiling this if you haven't gotten there yet, Jake. But there is a point where they're getting the project set up and. It talks about Oppenheimer actually trying on and getting fitted for an army uniform and Robbie shows up. He's like, what are you doing? Get that <laughs> off. So I, I'm just really excited that that little bit's going to be in there because uh, Isaac Robbie is uh, what I've been reading about him from this book and what I've read about uh, some of the things going forward that I haven't quite got to yet. Just he's a cool guy. So nice. Uh, it's good to see. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not even I mean, I've seen all the memes. and I've seen all the the casting reports of who all is going to be in this. And I just haven't really looked too deep into it. We haven't, this trailer doesn't really show that fourth of who's in this show. We got a first look at Florence Pugh, uh, some yes. first look at Emily Blunt, right? Uh, Kenneth Brown. still don't know what Gary Oldman's Truman is going to look like. Um, but yeah. everybody else like, it's gotta have, is, Gary Oldman plays Stalin. He's got the get the the Yalta <laughs> conference right there. I mean, he's FDR, but still. Yeah. <laughs> but this movie has like the cross section of every, pretty much every white male actor from age thirty onward uh, in Hollywood right now. Uh, we're seeing Jack Quaid was in some of the earlier trailers. Uh, Josh Hartnett, Alden Ehrenreich, Rami Malek, Gustav. Is that another Skarsgård brother? I, I don't know. I, see I've, seen the, I've seen the name on the cast list, but. He looks like he is related to them, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Gustav Skarsgård, David Desmalshane, Dane DeHaan, Benny Safdie, Tony Goldwyn, Casey Affleck, Michael Angarano, Alex Wolf, David Krumholtz, uh, Matthew Modine, James Remar, James Darcy, Josh Peck, Jason Clark. Uh, I'm pretty far down the the list now here. We got a lot. Of, oh, okay. Tom Conti as Albert Einstein. And I don't know if you saw this, but he is, I saw this uh, meme page and I had to cross check the Dark Knight Rises cast list. He is the prisoner that looks up as Bruce Wayne escapes the hole uh, in Dark Knight Rises is the same guy that's playing Albert Einstein. Oh, and right. It's, okay. I love the moment in the trailer. I'll, I'll have to share this with you later, but there's a, my friend shared me shared with me this video of people who just realized that Einstein was in this movie and they're just going nuts. <laughs> yeah, he like, he was around. He was he was <laughs> he was a student of Oppenheimer's at one point. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. He's just looking very sad and mournful here. Uh, and I love that it's you know it's Einstein just from the mustache and the hair alone. There's no other yeah. explanation in this trailer. Yeah. Um, what else do we have here? Benny Safdie, yeah. we got in the trailers, Edward mm-hmm. Teller, naturally yes. talking about the bigger bomb. The bigger bomb. Because, of course, happen. perfectly on brand. If there's nothing else you need to know about Edward Teller, is he always wants to build the bigger bomb. <laughs> uh, Kitty, Emily Blunt as Kitty Oppenheimer. Not really seeing a whole lot right now, but I'm sure that's going to be a big role. Yeah. Uh, yeah, until we get to the very end, him pressing the button. And yeah, just overall, this is the most 
comprehensive look so far. This has been even more so than Tenet, I think. This has been kind of kept under wraps a whole lot more, I feel like. Yeah, it's kind of funny because it's, for once, we actually know what is going to happen in a Nolan movie. So I think we've maybe mentioned this before uh, on on air that we know what the plot is going to be in terms of this is what's going to happen. Here's the people. Here's the big thing that happens. Here's this and this. So it's going to be, as we've also mentioned before, it's a genre film. It's a biopic. What is it? So in Nolan fashion, what is he going to try to do to put a twist on it? Take the conventions of genre and use your expectations on that to uh, turn it into something his own into something you may not be expecting not necessarily subversion but to maybe get possibly get us to think about something in a way we haven't thought about before is that going to be a goal uh he talked about with his howard hughes script how he wanted to take it from the lens of i think it was going to be a lot of a focus on the end of howard hughes's life and uh, like how he ended up there and so, stuff like that instead of like the huge what you, maybe what you saw more in Scorsese's uh, film about just the glitz and the glamour and the the big just the kind of the beat by beat take of of <clears throat> Howard yeah. Hughes's life. So yeah, and I think one thing I noticed maybe from a thematic standpoint, possibly you know, like it could just be trailer editing, whatever. But you know, with time, where I talked about the ticking and stuff, but that time could be the enemy. Because, you know, of course, because they're racing against the clock, but maybe in a bit of a, maybe a bit like of a tenant way uh, of a, like a sort of temporal pincher. You're at once racing against time to build the thing to beat the Nazis. So you want time to go slower. So you have more time to do that. But then once you have the thing ready to go, then you want time to go faster. So you can, uh, you know, we can't wait for the countdown to go off and use your bomb. So uh, time, yeah, the enemy, but also maybe somewhat of an ally. I don't know uh sort of just riffing here but it's kind of just the the time things time is definitely here uh and time is maybe nolan's greatest nemesis as we (laughs) we've seen quite a bit and and will soon again on future episodes so it just yeah like i'm that's what i keep chasing around circles in my head of what like what can we possibly see that's different we haven't seen in a biopic before is he going to be able to pull that off is you know if if he does, will it work? What, what is it going to do? And how is he going to present things to us? So, yeah. But, yeah. You know, how, how many ways can you do this? Let's see. Yeah, I don't know if he was going to do, like, if he would start with the hearings at the beginning and then loop back around. I feel like that's too much of a an easy route for him to take, too conventional for this. Um but then again, also a straight down the line, you know, from early adulthood to bomb to later life to regret to death and everything seems too linear. So uh, I don't know. I'm excited. I still think it would be a fun gimmick if he had a countdown at the bottom of the screen or something. But that's, <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not yeah, going to happen, I, but that'd be, that'd be pretty funny. Just to yeah, I, I very much doubt it. Near zero for that one. <laughs> like, like kind of do something like what 24 did before each commercial break right <laughs> before each uh intercut between the the, 
the present of the film and the future mm-hmm. of the Atomic Energy Commission here. We get it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he maybe do it, but be more subtle about it. Kind of like, uh, what movie is it that does a, a countdown sort of in the background and then it, before the, the big twist happens and it's kind of been there in the background the whole time counting down to something. Uh, or maybe it's a, How I Met Your Mother does that for the episode where Marshall's dad dies. Or uh, there's, there's a, in the background you can see, I think it starts with maybe like 30. And then in, in certain scenes you can see the numbers start to decrease each time. You know, I feel like that might be what I'm thinking of. Maybe I was also thinking of, is there like an episode of Lost that does it? But that might, There's that might be, be it. From Lost that does it. It all comes yeah. back to Lost. <laughs> but, but yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking of because I, I do remember that. Um, so maybe it'll be something, just something subtle in the background that's kind of a, a countdown, some Easter egg thing. I don't know. I'm just trying to help you to make your your, your dream real. I know. That'd be, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. Um, other stuff here before we wrap it up. I like the, uh, I haven't gotten to the part in the book where they actually go out and they build the town, but I love the, just that's such a, such an American idea, I feel like, of just, well, we've got to get all these people out here. What are we going to do? Let's just build a town get the job done let's stay here till it's done and then we'll go just yeah yeah for for better or worse however you want to look at that you know you could look at that as ingenuity and can-do attitude or you could look at it as we're just gonna take over some land that wasn't ours to begin with again to build a weapon and uh, yeah stay here till the job's done but um and i like the set design of that though of the way that they got that set up where it really does look like a little I mean, and I grew up on places like that. that are just little American outposts. I mean, they built it in America, but it's you know, a thousand right. miles from nowhere, basically. Exactly. Um, but I mean, I grew up in a lot of army posts like that, where it was just your own little American enclave and kind of had to make the best of it with whatever you had. And so that was interesting. Right. And actually, I'm just about that part in the book where they've built Los Alamos and they're just getting started with the work. And they actually... Uh, the site that they built the lab on was actually a school before and they purchased that and started moving everybody and built it out. <laughs> so a, a double whammy of Interesting. land that, that you know, quote, didn't belong or they had to had to take twice uh, if you want to yeah. go down that third, but still. Um, and then later, I think, I think in the book it was, I don't know if it was Oppenheimer or someone else they were talking to about how they, you know, Oppenheimer had the idea to go back into New Mexico to for the remoteness and secrecy of it. And then I think it was him, he who later ex- expressed regret about like it, like just the, the urban sprawl on, you know, a sort of smaller, more rural-ish scale that kind of brought that there and maybe, I guess, ruined that part of the landscape because the army took it and, you know, made it a permanent thing they're still in charge of the the test site and i believe they're still in charge of those animals right am i maybe i'm talking out the uh, other end of my mouth there but <laughs> yeah just the the irony with that yeah he um oppenheimer brought the army to a place that he loved and then it kind of things went out of his control uh, in that regard with the landscape and the, and the geography so another subtle theme that maybe to watch out for in the yeah. movie 
Uh, one other thing I had a note about in terms of maybe what we'll get that we're not expecting uh, with all the bomb stuff, all the intercutting of just those shots of sparks and atoms, I think you get all that. I, I love that. And it's more about the details. I mean, we see a couple little flashes of maybe a big explosion, but we're, that's what we're all thinking about. The big boom, the big detonation, but maybe no one's going to be going the other way with things. Not to say he's not going to show that big explosion. Of course you do. Like I Paramount. Yeah. Universal would pull the plug on this movie if you didn't have the atomic bomb blowing up, right? Um, right. But it might just be a, another way of just you know, focusing in on those details versus just going, okay, we, we got the big explosion. We can just let that be its own thing and just putting those little pieces around there that you wouldn't think of because, of course, on that scale, the it's, it's literally about splitting atoms. That's how you get this. So maybe he'll have some zoom and focus on that if that isn't just some some garnish they're adding for the trailer i doubt it i'm sure they're i'd given this is no one i'd guess they're probably using the <laughs> just full footage from the film but yeah that's what i'd imagine yeah for sure so any very last things just uh just a few scattered bits from me before we sign off that's pretty much it for all that I've got. Uh, we'll see. I, uh, I, I mentioned it a little while ago, but I like the line of Oppenheimer saying, our work here will ensure a peace mankind has never seen. And then Edward Teller says, until somebody builds a bigger bomb. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's that's the point at which the trailer just turns on a dime. We're like, oh, right. Um, the very end with some of the title cards shot with IMAX film cameras. So I think there's, I've seen a couple maybe online discussions, maybe there's been a little confusion about, oh, it's all shot on IMAX. So like all on film cameras, are we going to get the whole aspect ratio for the whole movie? I guess I'll still be to be seen, but it's shot on large format. So that's, it's good to see, including the note about uh, either it was at the end of the trailer or in the description, at least on YouTube with the brand new black and white IMAX analog film and also written mm-hmm. for the screen. And directed by Christopher Nolan. So I just want to note the other films that he directed and uh, wrote the screenplay by himself, regardless of whether some of the source material was written by somebody else. Uh, we got Following, Memento, Inception, and then the lot, previous two films, Dunkirk and Tenet. So take Interesting. From that, yeah. Take from that what you will. But we've got uh, a Nolan directed and written by joint coming up. So see how it goes. <laughs> Otherwise, that's all that I have. That is it for me, too. I just I feel like this has the potential to be the even more than Memento or the Dark Knight trilogy. I think that this could be something that he's really remembered for in his filmography Um, yet to be seen. But I feel everything all roads are pointing toward that for me. Yeah, I mean, trying to make the best movie ever every time. This is what you get. (laughs) Get some scale and ambition. Yeah. It's good to see. He works hard for the people. Oh yes, <laughs> I'm happy to happy to see the fruits of the labor. But uh, where can people find the podcast, Jake? Uh, you can find us at Friends at Dusk Pod on Instagram and at Friends at Dusk on Twitter. Uh, email us at Friends at Dusk Pod at gmail with any questions, concerns, comments, uh, fun facts about Christopher Nolan. And as usual, please like and subscribe. Leave us a rating if you really like this trailer reaction. 
or anything else we've done. And you can support us through our Spotify podcast page. And that'll do it for us. And we'll see you next time on Friends at Dusk. Thanks for listening. Bye.